ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the worst idea of all time, episode 28, I think. Is it 8 or 7? It's 8, isn't 20, it? 27. What was... No. Don't get ahead of yourself, mate. No. Oh, wait. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're of course right. I'm right. I'm brilliant. Well, you're and a lot don't, of things, Don't right. oversell the enthusiasm in your intro there, Tim. You couldn't sound happier to be here. It's still your birthday. <laughs> Two podcasts. You're in one enjoying day. this, aren't you? Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking about if anyone just listened to episode 26 and then they immediately spin into this one, it's quite an interesting little sort of experiment to listen to two gleeful, one slightly drunk men talking about the movie watching experience and then now, after having actually immediately watched the movie, just the change in energy. It's yeah. Palpable. Yeah. It sure is. Everything you've said is true. Um, well, I found that watch draining and frankly kind of degrading. <laughs> what do you find degrading about it? You don't think you deserve better, do you? I think I do deserve better, particularly on my birthday, than to have to watch that movie again, man. Grown Ups 2 doesn't discriminate, mate. It doesn't care whether it's your birthday or your cat's just died. It keeps on trucking along. It's a doesn't juggernaut. Just lost your job. Your relationship's just ended. Grown Ups yeah. 2 cares not for your shit. Yeah. It doesn't care, but it's there for you. It's not. This is what we covered with Rose. It is the one staple in both of our lives. I know, but as we have to hang on to. But as we've talked about in previous episodes, because I think you asked me the question, you were like, do you find the movie to be... No, someone else asked me, do you think it's like a warm blanket at this point? And it should be, simply because of the familiarity of, of seeing something that I've seen that many times, seeing it again. But it's not. It's fucking awful. I've got to say, this was also for me arguably one of the worst fucking movie watching experiences of my life it is so bad it's so halfway shit, through bro when when um when kevin james and his wife like uh, having an argument at his mum's house i just yeah. started screaming <laughs> i started just screaming at the computer screen oh man oh man i mean and and this is the thing is like what i i it's it was such a sapping experience I really don't know what's what there is to to, to say. Like, it's, what's it, what's left for us here, man? That's the question. We've got to watch this movie another um, what 20, 25. 25 times. What's left? Hey, what twenty five times? Woo! We've we've done more than half. We've done more than half. Guy, your unflappable enthusiasm and optimism is always a, a source of inspiration for me. But even that can't pull me out of the depths that I find myself in like, right now. You need to, you know what? You need to revisit the first episode and listen to the two plucky young adventurers who are sort of laughing at how ridiculous the concept is. Those fucking overconfident assholes who have signed us up for this hellish project. We're like those guys who went to the North Pole real early before anyone else did, or like um, like Scott who went to the South Pole. And uh, I'm sure when he was planning it out, he was like, oh, you know what? It's going to be dangerous, but it'll be bloody fun, gents. It'll be bloody exciting. <laughs> and then he found himself like balls deep in snow and ice and his men are dying around him and his sled 
dogs are starving. They've got to kill them and feed them to the remaining sled dogs. And that's us now, man. We're in the middle of the tundra. Trust, you don't know what trust me. It might sound like a ludicrous thing to do to just go to the middle of the South Pole. Probably the coldest place on Earth for no real reason other than we're in this massive intercontinental dick-measuring competition with Norway or some other Scandinavian country. But I really think, I really think we're making a good decision here. That's us, man. We'll be remembered. That's us. He is remembered. Do you think, how long ago did that happen? Like a hundred years? Um, do you think a hundred, do you think a hundred years about, now? It was about a hundred. A hundred years from now, people will be going, they did it. <laughs> <laughs> will we be immortalized in some sort of base somewhere like Scott was? Well... Our podcast will live forever on the internet. Robert Scott can't say that, can he? Yeah, suck it, suck it, Scott. Is that his first name? He's Robert. Know, eh? We, I think, if we've discovered anything just now, it's that we're both hideously ignorant. Yeah. With regards to the South Pole expedition. Totally, totally. I want to say pre World War One, but after turn of the century, so like nineteen oh six or something. But I'm not going to Google it because you chastised me so heartily last time I tried to do anything that I've got to keep eye contact with you this entire podcast over Skype. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My, um, my drunken exuberance and energy has made way for a very slow-moving and slow-thinking... <laughs> Half naked man lying in a bed. I'm just so I'm painting. I'm, I'm actually, painting a picture for the listener at home right now. Yeah, pink is how yeah. I would describe you. I'm looking at you. I'm switching between my computer screen and you're on the projector as well. So I'm just looking between big guy and uh, and little guy. Medium sized guy. And, and how would you describe me? You look like a porn star from the seventies. That's pretty good. I don't That's know if it is description. Man. Oh, the like moustache is back. Yeah, clearly. That's that's kind of what I was getting at, bro. <laughs> there it is. Isn't that a isn't that a triumph? Of sorts. Yeah. Anyway, look, we can't get well we can get a self indulgence we like. It's our fucking project and if you're listening this far, I mean you're just gonna put up with whatever we give you. <laughs> this but, is uh, an just... intensely abusive relationship with our listeners, eh? Like we throw so much yeah. shit at the people who listen to this podcast. I kind of we are, I feel mean, bad about it. I I feel like we're really going off the rails right now. Just to give this some semblance of purpose, Tim, what was your shining light in today's movie? Do you know what wasn't my shining light? The fact that it's my fucking birthday and this is how it's ending. 
this is how the day's wrapping up. This is the last thing that's happening. I'm in my room alone. I think grown up still in a fucking. I think, I think that this is a very, and you've got to take a long hard look at yourself here. This is a very accurate reflection on your year as a 26 year old. So you've you turned 27. You take that You are capping 26, and you got to look back at it and say that was. Uh, that was a time when I was. Uh, you watch uh, yourself go making on, some bad, making If you are trying to sum up decisions. my last twelve months by tonight, you better all right, watch yourself. All right, Mister sitting in his room feeling sorry for himself. Look, I mean, what are you doing right now? What do you mean? How can you uh, How can you argue with me right now? Because you're I trying mean, to this paint. Is, this is This is your life. No, this is how. No, it's not. This is how you. This is how you are spending your birthday. No, it's genuinely. not. Genuinely, that well, yeah, the you, last thing you said is how true. Can you, how can you? How can you argue with it? You're, you're in tr- a room right now, skyping Edinburgh. You've just watched Grown Ups two for the twenty seventh time. Fucking, how symbolic is that? What I'm trying to say is that you're attempting to paint tonight like this is my entire life like this is representative of my last 12 months of life on earth it's fucking not man it is it's too big a coincidence not to be 27 no it's not 27 fucking podcast you're 27 you're sitting in a room feeling sorry for yourself you did this to yourself i i helped i'm complicit but you put yourself there now tell me a shining light you little bitch you're a real son of a bitch, Guy Montgomery. <laughs> my, what was it? My, well, what I did had, you enjoy? Well, I had one that I sent you, but then I had sent you another message and you said that should be the shining light. So you're going to take that second one or is that for me? Well, you have to, it's yours. You have to say it. The first one was Ronaldo. He's oh. my shining light. Polish your voice, mate, with a little bit of pizzazz, please. Uh, uh, Ronaldo is the... Uh, I'm coming to terms with the fact that this is my life. This is how I spent the last year of my life. Oh, I feel so sorry for myself, and my name's Tim Bat. <laughs> Real piece of work, man. <laughs> Ronaldo is the fictional character on the made-up soap that they've got, which Liam himself watches with his mum. And um, a few times at the start, I thought that it was John C. Riley playing him, but it's not. It's just some random character actor that they've it's, picked up. It's, no, he's, they're not, he's not a character actor. I've told you this before. It's oh. Chris Berman. Oh, I don't know he's who that a, is. Like, he's the best-known NFL American football sports announcer in America. Yeah. It's a cameo. It's another cameo. Because at that point in the movie, they're probably like, something's not quite clicking. <laughs> we need to plug this hole with a cameo. You know what we need? Another character, another cameo. Yeah. We need to distract everyone from the fact nothing's happening in this movie by throwing a vaguely familiar face at them. But that's not your real shining light. What was the second amended shining light? Well, I didn't send it in as a shining light. I just commented and you said that it should be some shining light. But what it was is, uh, what's your fucking name? The woman? I don't know. The woman who's in love with Adam Sandler in the movie, who works with Selma Hayek, um, turns up to the Faders party. And this is the first time I'd ever seen this. Um, she's wearing a shirt that says, I... And then it's got a picture of Adam Sandler at, like, college age. And then Leonard. 
like I love Leonard, but it's like I Leonard Leonard. It's, it's so good. It, there's so like someone made that, that is, in the art that department. Is a ge- that is a genuine Easter egg. Yeah, for the connoisseurs of Grown Ups too. Took twenty seven times. And I think times. we should we should get these T-shirts. Maybe even start a Kickstarter to 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 get the T-shirts. They could be our, our movie watching T-shirts. Yeah, I like that. Not, I like that idea. It's not, it's not a bad... Oh, look at you picking up. It's good to see... It's, I just want to see that lovely smile, Tim. Oh, well, please. Sh- please continue to condescend me because you know that that's the way to get me back on side. What's your shining well, light, Monty? <laughs> uh, my shining light, it wasn't so much... Well, it's... I don't know. It's You know, so this full-scale brawl fight breaks out at Lenny Fader's party, right? Sure does. Um, and you've got... Shaquille O'Neal and Officer Dante there, who are police officers in the world of the film, and they are—I was pulling you know, a face because I just pulled—I just did the screenshot, just so you know. That's why I was pulling a face. Don't be they, put off they, by it. I wasn't put off by cool. it. And they've been drinking, right? Mm. And my shining light is more of a question: is what is protocol for a drunken off-duty police officer when they're in a situation that requires the assistance? Or help of a police officer. I reckon you just man up and be a cop. But I mean, surely you're going to come under fire. Yeah. If if you um for like, fuck you know, you you if you if you make a bad call, you're gonna you're gonna lose your job. You could be a hero. In fact, that kind of what was that movie with Denzel Washington when he was a bit drunk, but he saved a plane. Was it called Flight? Yeah, maybe. It was really good. It was quite recent too. It was really good. You've, I haven't seen it. Oh, I mean, it's what? excellent. It's excellent. Would you? Is that a similar hypothetical situation? To yeah, what I'm asking about now. It's a really good, yeah, really good um, parallel that you've drawn there. Because like he oh. was, he was hammered. Shit was going wrong. He, you know what he did? He just he beat a pilot. And if you're he a cop, the I just reckon you be a cop. But what uh, did he get in trouble for? Being a pilot? Well, I don't want to spoil a picture for people. That's a movie you should actually see. But it's kind of like okay. the central sort of theme of the story, or the central part of the story is about whether or not he gets in trouble. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it, I, but it does I would make say, me want to watch the movie, but you haven't really answered my police <laughs> well, question. I, I, no, I have. I've answered it. I reckon that even if you're an off-duty cop and you're hammered and shit's going down, I think you just got to do your best to be a cop. You do you do your job. Yeah, I reckon. Well, what do you reckon? Well, I'd probably call another cop and then like intervene, sort of passively intervene, like, hey, uh, like a cop. Yeah, or just like try and put a lid on it until the real police showed up. Okay, well here's one. What if you're a off-duty police officer and you're hammered and shit's going down? Would you like designate another person to take charge who isn't a cop and then you assist some rando? Well, but even in that circumstance, you're kind of, if you're delegating, you're kind of taking charge as a cop and you're still going to be coming under fire for your decision making. So, and then, it, no, because if I'm doing that, I might as well just just go and wade in myself. But dude, this is like that um, philosophical question where you can either, um, what is it? Like there's a train going down the tracks and it's either going to hit one person or if you like pull a lever... No, it'll it'll hit three people, or you can pull a lever, and then it will change tracks and hit one person. And like most people won't pull the lever because that makes them somehow like connected to it. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're complete. They're like, um, uh, you know, what would you respons- do? 
I pulled it. I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of like the gr- greatest good for the greatest many. I'd pull that fucking lever and I'd kill a man. Yeah, I reckon I'd hand. pull the lever. I reckon I'd pull the lever too. Though it's hard to say until you're in that situation, which would never well, happen. I mean, it's yeah, it's a very it's unlikely a, situation. It's a philosophical question rather than a like an everyday thing. I um, someone asked me. It seems like such a ludicrous. It is a ludicrous question. They're like, if you could get a bit if, so there's a button in front of you right mm. and if you push the button you get a billion dollars but one person on planet earth dies do you push the button and of course I said no that's a terrible I don't even know why I started talking about it I like to think that if you do push the button if you do push the button then you get as soon as you get the billion dollars you die and it turns out you're the person Always. Who dies, and like it's it's like a it's like a trick button to kill off greedy people. And then imagine if um, the Christians are right, and not only do you end your own life, but you go straight to hell. Oh, that's not a good button. <laughs> like I've really derailed button, the podcast. Mate. Terrible button. Um, I thought we were going up a hit of steam you, there. Okay, I want to talk about Keithy's eyelashes because I don't know if we've um, discussed them enough. We haven't really had into them before. Have you noticed those bad boys? The man looks like a giraffe. Yeah, I haven't consciously noticed them, but um, now you mention it, he does have, he's got like big features, Keithy, eh? He's got big everything. He's got a big sort of, it's almost chipmunkish, his face. Yeah. Lovely brown eyes. Gorgeous really eyes. nice eyes. But the eyelashes are almost too much for me. Like they're too long for a boy. Yeah. He's actually quite pretty. He is pretty. Also, the, uh, I feel like they couldn't. Re- they don't really look like they could be Adam Sandler and Selma Hayek's kids. Like you don't think? They don't. Yeah, I think Keithy Although, could be. I think Greg probably not. Yeah, Keithy's got a bit of Hispanic, a uh, bit of a Hispanic look about him. Yeah, but and then saying that, I guess Greg's got that sort of Adam Sandler, sort of alpha male look about him. Like the, and the sloped Maybe forehead I'm... of a, um, the sloped forehead of a Neanderthal knuckle dragger, <laughs> the sunken eyes of an idiot. Uh, I'm really sorry if the actor who plays Greg is listening to this podcast right now. It's yeah, I'm in a dark you. space, man. It's not you, it's me. I apologise. Hey, definitely Tim Bat. Hey, guess what, guy? What, Tim? It's just clicked over to twelve. Woo! There Welcome to 27. Thanks. No, wait. Last night that happened. Um, but now, right, now you've now you've had your first official day. Mm, that's true. That's um, true. So we might as well, you know, you're in this transitory stage of your life, turning 27. Oh, yeah. Nudging closer to adulthood. And the oblivion. Um, I mean, do you want to reflect on your year as a 26-year-old or do you want to talk about what you what you hope for yourself as a... As a freshly minted 27-year-old? I spent the entire day being so fucking stoked. I was really? so happy all day, absolutely. Because I don't often do a little look back, but on my birthday I do make a point of doing a little bit of a, a, a contemplation. Stock. Absolutely, taking stock. And stoked again. Every birthday I'm usually well, pretty stoked with what's <laughs> happened the year before. Every, no every, every birthday... Nailed it! Yeah. Another perfect year. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, I'm just I'm a I'm a positive guy, and I've got a lot of things to be positive about in my life. 
no doubt. Well, haven't which haven't was... you done an about face since 10 minutes ago? No, 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 that's the thing. The about face was, like, I'm grim right now. This is the grimness. This is the turnaround. Because I was happy all day. I was happy the whole day. And then I watched the fucking movie. <laughs> Do you think, like, because you know how it's sort of, it's built a bit of a friendship between us, obviously, this movie. Do you think by the end of it that we won't be able to look at each other anymore? Like, because we'll we'll so associate the other person with that time <laughs> of our lives. Shit. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Because just then I was thinking, you're sitting there, you're going, oh, I've had such a great day, and then I got really upset because the movie was on. What do you think of when you think of Grown Ups 2? I think Guy. You think of Guy. (laughs) And so I feel like there's definitely some sort of association you have with seeing my face and being upset or angry. I never really um, thought about the Pavlovian aspect of linking (laughs) you to this terrible feeling of the movie, but you're probably right, man. There's there's something there. Um, I haven't felt it yet. Um, but it might be coming. Storm brewing. Storm brewing. Storms are brewing. And what are you, I mean, what are your goals for 27, mate? What are you looking to tick off the old bucket list? Oh, look, I want to knock this bad boy off. I want to see the movie 52 <laughs> times, guy. I don't want to miss a week and I don't want to miss a moment and I don't want to miss a podcast. Um, I don't know, man. Goals are for suckers, in my experience. You don't want to, you don't want to do too specific uh, goals. A, a failure to, failing to plan is planning to fail, Tim Bat. That is... Demonstrably untrue. <laughs> I am a known planner. I got, I'm, I'm on. I'm on top of my shit, son. You are a planner. You're saying that like you're trying to be facetious, but you plan. You plan yeah, shit. I plan big time. And look at me. I'm talking to you. Actually, this is a like, pretty good like night and day example of who's the happier party right now. But I feel like <laughs> it shouldn't be taken as the absolute snapshot. Well. Outside my window right now, the the world of Edinburgh rages on. I can't wait to, to finish this old, to wrap this 27th podcast up with a bow, dip out the door. I'm going to go and try and see eight shows today. Wow, that's a lot of shows, man. What have you been seeing so far? What have you enjoyed? Uh, there's so much good stuff happening. Lots of sketch, lots of sketch comedy over here, but there's, it's sort of established and um, tried enough that the best stuff is people who are messing around with the form so not it's not like your traditional sketch setup like there's one show by some of these guys called sheeps it's called a wembley preview and the premise is that the show that they're performing is just a preview for a gig that they have in wembley next month <laughs> and they go out on stage and they do their opening sketch and then they're all like uh no no, no i don't think we quite got the punchline right we're gonna oh i'm sorry terribly sorry we're gonna do it again and then over the hour, they do the same skit like 20 times with a different, like, bent on it, like a different punch. And it's so amazing. Fuck, it's clever. That's um, really cool. That's a great, yeah, great, but great like, format. It's just, the volume is so great. It's just, like, for, for every show like that, there is there's a show which is completely different it's been real real um mind opening mate well let me ask you this mr positivity mr sunshine um seen any shitters yep seen some real duds mate seen some real duds i actually i had a walkout a couple of days ago my first walkout at the festival you walked out on them and walked out on them it was this i'm not gonna i don't want to um tarnish anyone's names in case uh they you know they become 
successful and they listen to the podcast and they <laughs> want to cast me in their, in their buddy comedy flick. Are you wearing pants? Uh, yeah, I'm wearing pants. Okay, that's good. Uh, um, but it was like a lineup show of these sort of young comics. They were pretty green in, in their defense, but they had a massive... Like, they had about 100 and something people in there in their venue, which they're doing the free fringe at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's a pretty big, like, apparently on average, there's, like, five people attending each show at the fringe if you average the whole thing out of the thing. So they've got a big crowd in. And the MC goes up and just starts bombing immediately. Oh, no. Like, just, like, in record time, loses the room. He never had the room to lose. Hey, so yeah, he just walked... Just, can I stop you there for a second? You're scratching the, the microphone against something. It's getting... It's very kind of prickly or something. Oh, no, that's not good. Something weird's going on. All right, anyway. Yeah, okay. So he, he doesn't have the room. Yeah. He does, like, five minutes of what I guess he would describe as material and then moves on to crowd work. Uh-oh. And he's trying to encourage people to applaud to, you know, in anticipation of bringing the next act on. Sure. And he sort of singles out two people. One woman, we'll call her Wendy. One guy, we'll call him Bob. And he goes, all right, Wendy, I want you to leave the chair on this side of the room. And Bob, I want you to leave the chair on this side of the room. He doesn't build any rapport with them. Right. So then he, anyway, eventually we all cheer. The first comic comes out and somehow is worse than the MC. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, oh my fucking God. So he goes on for what feels like seven hours. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the time? fucking MC, I don't know. The MC, then he walks on stage and like a wave of relief washes over the crowd. And then the fucking MC peeks around the curtain and walks on stage. And I was like, oh, that's right. This goes forever. And he goes to the, or he goes to Wendy. He goes, hey, Wendy, you enjoying yourself? And Wendy goes, yeah. Uh, and he's like, not the most confident response, but very quick. And then, and this is when it got really risky. Like, I don't know why he would ask this question when the gig is so obviously going horribly. He goes across the other side of the room and he goes, what about you, Bob? You enjoying yourself? And Bob goes, yeah. <laughs> and then the crowd applauds Bob for his honesty. Oh, no. Yeah. But then everyone, we just kept sitting there watching this show. And then after like 45 minutes, the MC came out and started doing material about the lyrics to Bound 2 by Kanye West, trying to be satirical. And that's when I said, enough is enough. <laughs> this madness must end. Yeah. Um, and so that's probably the worst one I've seen. Fuck! Hey, that's um, enlightening because everyone talks about the uh, awesome shows that they're seeing and all the great comedy, but it's it's good to know that there's some right old shitters in there as well. Tucked oh, but it's, I mean, it's the na- it's the nature of the beast, and it's why it all works, really, isn't it? Mm. They can't all as as um as David Spade says in Grown Ups too. They they're not all tens, buddy. Oh yeah, that's what he says. They're not all tens. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. I have also found myself quoting Grown Ups 2 out of context for no one but myself. Like, I'll just put it into conversation as though it's a sentence that I've thought of, just to see if I can slip one past the goalie. Para Which I'm pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure is a sign that I'm losing my mind. I can't cite a specific example, but I just, like, in conversation, I'll just quote it. And no one, else, no one else recognized the quote recognizes the quote from grown-ups too but they don't even like because when i've done it they don't even recognize it as a reference like usually exactly. people will be like oh what's that from but because the lines are so nonsensical and stupid it's yeah, like yeah. well tim's an idiot that definitely didn't come from a script <laughs> there's no way someone wrote and performed that exactly um, um guy it looks like it's it's time for us to scooch yeah yeah what Be was your pleasure. shining light again uh, it was more of it was I I posited oh, yeah, a philosophical pres- question. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it, um, I Just, guess that my, counts. My sh- yeah, it does. My shining light was that the film challenged me, <laughs> as I'm sure this podcast has challenged many of you at home. Um, been an absolute pleasure doing business with you, everyone. Uh, as always, don't watch the movie. Join us next week for episode 28, and um, like us on Facebook. Worst idea of all time. Um, yeah, we've gone a little too long to do this, but we should have read some of the comments on Facebook because people have been very lovely in sending us well wishes, um, which we appreciate yeah. getting. And Maybe. just as something to look forward to, there's a plethora or plethora, depending on where you're from, of guests who are keen to hop on board this podcast train as soon as Guy Montgomery gets back in the country. we got some big names. Di Hemwood, I saw it um, seven days when I did last week, and he's like, dude, I need in on this Grown Ups 2 thing. That's what he said to me. Uh, so he's very awesome. keen. He's, he's jumping in. Um, one of many. Dom Corey, also very, very keen. Oh, that's good, because he writes about film for our biggest newspaper. Well, he's a professional <laughs> a... film critic. That is his gig. That is his job. That's amazing. So, yeah. Well, lots to look forward to. Right. Uh, happy birthday to you, Tim. Cheers. And to you, kind listener. Whatever you're doing, it's got to be better than what we're doing. Good night, everybody. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>